guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Seeker Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking with you about seeing spirits. I know, I know it sounds a little out there, um, depending on who's listening and kind of what you've experienced in your life and really the people in your network, I would say. But I will say this. I know if you are a longtime listener and you're not just checking this one out because a friend shared it or you saw the title or something, you're used to me talking about these um, quote unquote out there type topics. These aren't out there for me anymore, I would say, because this is the world I live in, in terms of just um, really a world of magic. You know, I talked about this recently. I don't remember if it was with a friend or if it was on a podcast or an Instagram live or what it was. So I'll just go ahead and say it again. But prior to really fully immersing myself down the rabbit hole that is spirituality, I was living in a world of gray. It was a dreary world. It was a really a very gray world that was just not exciting. And sometimes some of my friends that don't really understand this journey I've been on in terms of spirituality, they'll say like, that doesn't seem like so, that doesn't seem like fun. You guys seem so serious. And I go, what do you mean? We're not, that's you projecting. And then I have to explain what projecting is, but that's a tangent. But anyways, my response really was like, no, this is a world of magic. This is a colorful world. This is a, an exciting world. This is a world where we get to really peek behind the curtain. We get to lift the veil, see through the veil, get a glimpse into ultimate uppercase reality. And really, this is what fires me up and excites, excites me. Like, Before this, I would say life was really boring, Um, especially the past 10 years or so of my life after I graduated college and went back to Silicon Valley. And I pretty much was work, 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 work. I threw out a lot of my favorite habits, like uh, habits, I should say hobbies, like wakeboarding, boating, and camping, things like that. Even snowboarding during the winter, which I don't love the snow so much, but I still love bombing down the mountains, just one of the greatest feelings. I threw pretty much all that out for about 10 years or so because I was so focused on work. And you know, it it worked in a certain sense. I built up a business um, to be a million dollar business while working less than four hours a day. I built up a personal brand through podcasts, YouTube, writing books, was named Silicon Valley's 40 under 40, was networking with the who's who in Silicon Valley and uh, being, you know, I shouldn't say being, but going to Niners games with like the executive suites and on-field access and things like that, living the dream. It was amazing. But at the same time, it it was dark and it was depressing. It was depressing. Um, As I would uh, cross off more goals, I would just be feel more empty, really. Like what was all this chasing for? And that's one of the reasons why Disney and Pixar's new and latest movie soul resonates with me so much. I won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen it, but by the end, For those of you that have seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about and that feeling, which by the way, if you guys haven't heard, I recently released a 50 minute video of Pixar's soul. That's not so much a review. It's more of a video that gives resources to explain this, the deeper meaning of the movie um, for people that might have 
missed it or be interested in resources to go a little bit deeper. So check it out. It's on my YouTube channel. You can find it there. You can find it on my Instagram as well. And with all of that, let's go ahead and talk about spirits. Okay. So we should back up a little bit here. In 2019, that's when I sat with Mother Aya and I really, quote unquote, woke up, if you will. And that's when I was like, I want to know everything. I went straight down the rabbit hole. And what's been really fascinating to me right off the bat was the human origin story. And that still is. Now, let's fast forward from April of 2019 to January of 2020 when I joined Fit for Service and met so many soul brothers and soul sisters through Aubrey Marcus's Mastermind Fellowship. Well, 2020 was very pivotal for all of us. For me, it was pivotal in that I had this community because before this community, I felt like I was on an island and I didn't have anyone really close in my network or a lot of people, I should say, that are going down the spiritual rabbit hole. So it was a very lonely place to be. So I've learned so much in 2020, just from immersing myself in this community and networking with so many like-minded individuals, which is the number one reason why one would join a mastermind, right? So let's fast forward from January of 2020 when I joined to say maybe July or so, we had a summit in South Lake Tahoe. And that's when I started to get really interest in ETs, extraterrestrials. I work hard on saying ETs and not aliens, just out of respect, but you will notice that sometimes I do say aliens. Um, so there's a whole story there and I'll give you guys the glimpse, the, the bird's eye view story of kind of why I've been interested in ETs this past year. First off, uh, when I did go down the rabbit hole of the human origin story in 2019, I was watching a show on Gaia called Missing Links by Greg Braden. And by maybe sixth or seventh episode or something, he shows actual evidence that is scientific peer-reviewed evidence that shows that they now know that evolution isn't exactly what we were taught it was, what Darwin said it was. And by all means, I'm going to be the first to tell you that I did not memorize this stuff and I'm non-expert in it. So I'm totally paraphrasing, but essentially there's a missing chromosome. That's what most of us know about the missing link. And he points out to something else happened, but he doesn't really say anything in the episode of what happened, but I just had this inner feeling and this inner knowing of, oh my God, I just had this light bulb moment back then of all this stuff with the ancient, you know, whether it be the Egyptians, the Greeks, anyone else, and these gods, what if these weren't actually gods, but they are extraterrestrial beings? And what if in the Bible and, you know, the Torah and Quran, all this stuff where we're talking about Adam and Eve and all of this. And, you know, then God created us to be in his image. What if we got that wrong? And if it was actually ETs that created us. So that was something that really fascinated me. And it was a thought and kind of an inner knowing that came on my own accord, not from something I saw in ancient aliens or anything that I read or anything at all. So I found that really fascinating. And this was, you know, maybe summer of 2019. So going back to summer of 2020, a whole year later at this summit in 
South Lake Tahoe fit for service. So this is around the time, July, 2020 of the fires in central Northern California where I live. And I was driving to Tahoe from Santa Cruz and I got a text from my dad. It was a picture of a pendant with an alien on it. And he said, and the reason why he found it was because he was getting ready to evacuate with my mom, just in case um, they were packing up the stuff because of the fires. Luckily, they didn't have to evacuate, but that's why he found this pendant, this necklace of an alien. So he sends it to me and I look at it and he says, I found this with your kid stuff. I go, interesting, because I've been really getting in, into aliens in the past year. And my dad's told me all my life how, as a little kid, I would say, hey, you're not my real father. Jim Carrey's my real dad. Or I wouldn't say father back then. You're not my real dad. Like, Jim Carrey's my real dad. And I'm not from this planet. I'm from the planet Zotar. So he would tell me all this stuff. And I, honestly, I don't have much of a, I don't have many memories from my childhood. So I've heard this story so many times of me like throwing temper tantrums and not being from this planet, but I don't actually remember that feeling. So I do identify with that because I've been told these stories, but it's not so much like a memory of actually feeling that and knowing why I would say that. Right. So my dad sends me this necklace makes sense. As a kid, I thought I was an alien. That makes sense that I would have an alien necklace. I didn't remember it. Okay. Whatever. Next day at the summit, a friend walks up to me and she's been seeing her guides and spirits and hearing voices, if you will, since she's a little girl, but it's really been um, coming on strong for her in this past year. And she goes, Hey, I got a channeled message for you. I go, okay, great. (laughs) What is it? And she goes, you're not from this planet. And I go, Oh yeah, I kind of knew that, which I should also tell you guys through Akashic Records and things like that. Three different channelers have told me I have very strong starseed energy, which means that you were basically, your first incarnation was on another planet other than Earth. That's the easiest way to explain it. Um, I've also had lifetimes as a human as well. It's just like my soul origin isn't from Earth. And the... People from the Akashic Records, four different ones actually told me um, I'm an Arcturian, which is from the planet Arcturus. So for four different people to tell you that information, and they don't tell that to everyone, and there's different uh, plants that you can be from, obviously, that's pretty uh, convincing, right? So when when my friend, who now is the fourth person, tell me that I'm not from this planet, maybe the fifth actually, um... I was like, oh yeah, I know that. But I sat back to what Michael Singer, the author of the Untethered Soul talks about as like being in the witness state. So I kind of like went backwards, if you will, to look at Sam, you know, come from this higher self, this soul thing and to witness what's going on. Wait a second. Okay. So my dad sends me a picture of an alien necklace yesterday. Someone's giving me a channel message that I'm not from this planet today. these aren't just coincidences. These aren't just synchronicities. These are huge slaps in the face. Like, dude, listen to us. Right. So that was very interesting. Then another friend at the summit a day or two later was telling me all about the Lumerians and they are a 
society and culture pre-Atlantis. I know quite a bit about them now, but I didn't at the time. And she was showing me this Lumerian crystal that she had that had the DNA code of their civilization on it. So that was interesting that that came up. And then I told her about the alien necklace. She goes, hey, let's Google what the Arcturians look like. So we Googled what the Arcturians, which the Arcturian ET um, race is what I am, right? Um, And they're blue, which is interesting because a lot of people have said they see me as blue, you know, when they see my aura or things like that. And the other interesting thing is not only are they blue, but their look is just the same look as the ET on that necklace that my dad sent me a picture of. So that is an abundance of synchronicities in a short amount of time. And I want to share that story to really set the stage to explain to you guys why I have this fascination and interest in connecting with ETs. So ever since July of 2020, when all that went down, I've been trying to call in my ET star fam, if you will. And that was July. Halloween was the first time I remember, at least as an adult, seeing UFOs. And I saw the most spectacular thing in Malibu on Halloween night, which we did a whole podcast about and you can check it out. And it was just amazing. Since then, I've seen UFOs a bunch and I see like Dancing Stars, which I've talked about in the podcast. Um, One thing I've been trying to call in is actually seeing ETs and connecting with them rather than like UFOs. Like, I, you know, I've had friends and this is going to sound out there for some of you, but I've had friends that have been told me vivid stories of them being abducted without any plant medicine, them remembering these type of experiences. Um, and most recently, the time of this recording, it's mid-March. So about a week ago, I should say mid-March 2021, about a week ago, a friend was telling me about her abduction. And this is going to sound reckless, but as I went to bed uh, that night, I prayed to my guides and my star family to abduct me because I wanted to experience it. And now I know how reckless that is. I knew it was reckless at the time, um, but yeah, I did it anyways. I did not get abducted to my memory, um, or if I don't remember it, I should say, but within the next few nights, and I have started a ritual in the past, in 2021 of praying most nights before I go to sleep to my archangel, to the archangels, to my spirit guides, my guardian angel, to the ministry of angels, um, and my star fam, my higher self as well, and God, of course. So... Yeah, that's been something that I've been working on. And I started reading this book. What is the name of it? It's by Dronvolo. I forget his last name. And it's like the ancient secrets of the flower of life or something like that. I can look it up for you guys. Um, But I started reading this book and they're talking a lot about Thoth. I've been told that I have the archetype of Thoth. I've seen Thoth um, once. So that night I, I asked as well in in addition to my other spirit guides, like, um, Hey, I would like to connect with Thoth. So I'm going to read you guys a journal entry of what happened because now I'm almost a week removed from it. And I've told this story to some friends, but you guys know how, how when time goes along, you start to remember the details of the story you've been telling more than the story 
itself, if you will. So rather than me try to recollect um, my thoughts, I figured then the journal entry from the morning after would be the best way to do this. So here we go. I'm going to read you this journal entry. I do write kind of sloppily. So if um, I stumble, that's why. But here we go. Last night was all too real. I called in Thoth after reading 70 pages of the Seed of Life book. I also called in all of my guides for protection. I had three crystals in my bed, Azurite, Angelite, and Merlinite. I woke up once and heard tribal drums. I didn't really know where I was. And once I registered, I was hearing music and that was not, and it, sorry, and that it must have been a quote unquote dream. The music went away almost like I wasn't supposed to know it. Or maybe it's that my consciousness or soul was coming back from wherever astral realm or dimension I was in. I went back to sleep later in the night when I eventually discovered what, which I eventually discovered was past midnight. I woke up again. I should, I should say I probably went to bed around 9 PM. When I woke this time, I saw a large swirling of energy above my body in bed. I've never really seen anything like it. The room was as dark as can be, yet I saw air moving above me. It was a mystical experience. I don't know what it was. It looked plasma-y and just spinning above me. Maybe move circle and <laughs> sorry, this is hard to read my writing. One thing I'm learning from this is I need to write clear, more clear so I can uh, go back and read my journal entries. So maybe more circling and circu- circulating than spiral- spiraling. So what I'm talking about here is I saw this energy above my body and it was like circling and it was uh, circulating and it was spiraling and it had some colors to, to it, but the room was so dark and I could still see it. It was really weird. I didn't have a body, um, what does this say? It didn't have a body form, but that's not to say there wasn't intelligence in it. Because remember that air, rocks, water, even our galaxy itself is intelligence. Next I look next I looked to my left and I saw a three to foot ghost, spirit, or something of that sort. I didn't know what it was. It was just a silhouette. Same type of ooh, same same type of look. It looked like energy forming a body of a small girl. I only say girl because it had long hair and it was too short to be a fully grown woman. It looked like the little girl from the movie, The Ring. So naturally, it scared me. It walked closer to me and raised its hands and its arms over its head in kind of an aggressive manner and threw them down over its head towards my groin area. Meanwhile, I could still see the circulating energy above me, and I knew its energy. I know its energy because I could feel the prana from my head to my toes. I could feel the prana at the bottoms of my feet. The feeling was similar to breath work, but it was a bit different. It felt like a force field of energy, of prana circulating around my body. I had put 
does it say? I had just I had just read earlier in the night how each of us has our own Merkaba of energy around our physical bodies. So I was curious if I had been circula- if I had been activating my Merkaba. Anyway, anyway, back to the girl. So after she threw her arms towards my groin, I lifted my left arm through this quote unquote force field of energy and sloppily punched her. I swear I heard a noise that sound like an ouch type of sound. Then I saw her slowly walk back through the wall and out of the room. I thought I saw what I could, what could have been, was this? I thought I saw what could have been more spirits over the next few minutes. I was scared. I was I was terrified at how real the experience was. I thought about how I've been trying to see ETs and spirits. And if this was a first encounter that I'm not ready, I thought to myself, how do I know she was bad? Did I associate her with the terrifying little girl from the movie, the ring? Therefore the spirit was guilty by association was this gesture of her raising arms and throwing them down towards myself an altered perception after being triggered of being triggered into flight or fight flight or fight mode how can i be sure she was bad if she really was bad would she have left so easily I'm unsure and I called in my guides and higher self for protection for the next 10 minutes or so. I just stared at the circulating energy above my body. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me as I try to read my own writing, but yeah, all that to say that I basically saw this spirit come out of the wall in the form of a little girl and it was just a silhouette of energy and she slowly walked up to me and immediately when you experience something like that, not on medicine, completely sober, not expecting it. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Um, yeah, it's something I've been trying to call in to really lift the veil and see through it. And it's one thing if you're on medicine, you're, you're seeing it, but it's another thing if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're not really expecting it and when it's actually happening, right? Um, it just is terrifying. And then it was more, I should say it was scary. It wasn't terrifying when I saw the silhouette as a little girl and my brain associated to the movie, the ring, that's when it become, that's when it became terrifying because she was guilty by association because my brain associated with this terrifying movie of this little girl. Now, all I saw was energy. It was a silhouette of energy and it could have been anything. It it could have been like a sweet little, you know, ET ghost spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I just made this association to me. It looked like it put its hands over its head and threw them towards my body in an aggressive manner. But again, maybe it was doing something different and I was perceiving it to be something aggressive because I had already decided through being scared initially just by this interaction, then terrified by the association that it was something bad. 
But the fact that when I lift up my hand and I had to like punch it through this force of energy to get through this, what felt like force field and my hand went towards the spirit and then I heard say, ouch, and it slowly walked out of the room back through the wall. It couldn't have been bad. And I get chills just thinking about it. So it was a really gnarly experience. And I did realize that night how reckless it was or has been of me to call in to get abducted or CETs. Like that's, that's nuts. Um, right. Like I'm not ready for that, obviously, if I can't even handle that, but I don't know. It's just interesting. So since then I've seen this, um, swirling energy pretty much every night. I haven't seen spirits again, but I can see this energy swirling at night. I wouldn't say I can see it on demand, but a few times when I looked for it, I could see it. And even last night, uh, I did this again and I saw the energy and I, I could feel the presence of spirits. I could see a lot of motion and quick things going on, but I couldn't really see like a silhouette of like, say a body or anything like that, but I could definitely feel the presence of, of spirits. And I tried talking with them and couldn't hear anything back, but Hey guys, this is my journey. This is my journey. You know, things are, have been opening up for me quite, quite quickly, to be honest. Cause if you think about it, it hasn't even been two years since I did ayahuasca and hasn't even been, full year since I've been intentionally calling in to connect with my guides and spirits and things like that. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, this is just uh, something I want to share with y'all because honestly, I've been telling this story a lot and, uh, and I've had some really interesting things happen over the past year, really past six months. And Sometimes I'll think back to certain situations and I'll be like, man, I wish I documented that because one, I kind of uh, don't have the best memory, but also, you know, if you document fresh, it's going to be the best anyways. So I'm going to get in the habit of starting to do more solo cast to share these interesting experiences with all of you guys. I hope so much that this resonated. If you have had something similar happen, um, please feel free to reach out. If you know someone that would uh, benefit from hearing the story, just that they're not alone and they have these type of thoughts, please do share the episode. As I always say in this podcast, you know, I don't do this for money. I don't do this podcast for my ego. Literally, this is my passion project to do my part in fulfilling my mission as a star seeing this planet to help us enter the new age of earth and raise our collective consciousness. So if this whole message uh, and project resonates with you, please do help spread the word. And you can do so just by leaving a review on iTunes by leaving a five-star review. It helps the it helps the podcast move up in the rankings and the algorithm so more people can find it. Or of course, you can directly share this episode on your social media or with a friend. So thank you guys so much. Yeah, this one, um, this was an interesting episode. I'm excited to hear your feedback because uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of things to unpack here uh, and i um, curious what stands out. So love you guys so much. Thank you for being here and I will catch you on the next episode of the Soul Seeker Podcast. Yeah.